when an extreme weather event strikes, how can that impact your trip as a student? Infrastructure in current urban centres might not be matching the changed environment, mm -hmm. right? Safeguarding the Future of Tomorrow, a podcast by International SOS. Welcome to Safeguarding Tomorrow's Future, a podcast for students where we aim to talk about health and safety topics relevant to students, especially if they're travelling abroad for school trips and exchange programmes. Today's topic is on extreme weather and how it can put your trip at risk. Joining us today, we have Noriko Takasaki. Hi, my name is Noriko. I'm the Security Direct Assistant covering Asia. Thank you, Noriko. And we also have with us Gaia Vikraman. Hi, everyone. I'm Gaia. I'm the Senior Operations Manager for Southeast Asia. Thank you, ladies, for joining. In 2022, we saw a lot of natural hazards happening around the world, like the heat waves in Europe, where in the UK it reached 40 degrees in July, wildfires across places like Australia, monsoon rainfall in Pakistan, destroying millions of homes, and the deadly cold snap gripping East Asia in January 2023. That, I think killed at least four people in Japan during the Lunar New Year. So year on year, we experience more forms of such extreme weather, climate change and the impact that it can have on you know, our livelihood, campus operations and travels. Gaia, can you comment a little bit about this trend? Sure. The United Nations Office for Disaster Risk Reduction projects a rise in natural disasters in the next eight years, propelled by climate change. The UN scientists predict the number of natural hazards will jump from an average of 400 a year to 560 by 2030. The study also suggests the number of extreme heat waves will triple and droughts will increase by 30%. Wow. From what we have seen, this will certainly impact travel. So then, Noriko, why do you think it's important for students to then be cognizant of such extreme weather? As Gaia highlighted, extreme weather events can impact the travel and ability to move. Uh -huh. So definitely that's an important part as well. But we need to remember that in Singapore, we are uh -huh. very fortunate that uh, there's hardly any natural hazards. Maybe some flooding time to time, but no significant earthquakes, heat waves, tsunamis, or the torrential rains, uh -huh. right? So maybe we are not really prepared to cope with any of the natural hazard events. So... If we are looking to see more and more the natural hazard event, definitely it's critical yeah. that anyone traveling will be prepared to what's to come. And and I guess there are also you know hazards which are a bit less predictable, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've just mentioned earthquakes, but also we've seen the volcanic eruptions in the Philippines or Indonesia that um, disrupted students' travel previously, as well as the climate change induce the natural hazard that we'll be looking at the different natural hazard events as well. So based on what both of you have mentioned, I suppose you know it's it's really important to know um, three main things, right? What are the risks associated with such weather when they are traveling? How they can better prepare for such weather? And definitely what to do if they are caught in such a situation. Gaia, could you share with us a little bit about what are some of the risks that students going abroad may encounter during an extreme weather event? Sure. I think some of it would be power cut, transport disruption, and most importantly, even access to medical care may be disrupted. And these are some of the potential risks students may encounter. Now, 
in, in times of cold, we may encounter death when suddenly a blizzard comes and you may not be as well prepared as you think you are. We had a call from a student who was uh, hiking in Everest and the call was because he had a frostbite and we had to evacuate him down to base station and eventually to a medical facility to treat the frostbite. Upon investigation, we found out that he could have been more prepared. Mm-hmm. And Noriko, anything else that you foresee students especially being more vulnerable to certain risks during an extreme weather event? Yeah, definitely what we can think about is the infrastructure. In general, that's uh, what we're seeing from climate change is that um, infrastructure in current urban centres might not be matching the changed environment, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, we talked about the UK having a heat wave. But the buildings are not made to cope with the heat. Right. In terms of the rain as well, that rain patterns have changed and we see more intense rainfalls. But um, the water management systems in the, those urban centers, like in Europe, maybe in, even in Japan, are not designed to cope with the current rain patterns. Right. So that means that uh, it's more likely for the flooding as well. Yeah, and definitely students would likely be having their exchange programs in urban centres like, yeah. like what you've mentioned, Yeah, right? definitely. And then, you know, like we mentioned in the last episode, that students are likely to be lodging in a budget accommodation mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And those accommodations, whether it's uh, Airbnb or like maybe even the, the dormitories, the infrastructure might not be as robust as some of the business class accommodation or like maybe the business class hotels as well. So in that way, students are more vulnerable. And knowing all of these risks, how would you say students can better prepare for such weather disruptions? Definitely the first thing is to know the risk. So I would research um, the destination mm-hmm. if you're going for the exchange program or maybe if you're going for the um, the cultural trips. Understanding what seasons maybe there is. For example, Maybe you're traveling from Singapore and then the destinations in winter. Right. And uh, then that's, um, as Gaia was mentioning, that we need to be prepared for the winter weather. If you're traveling to Japan, you know that it's a typhoon season. You need to be prepared for the potential disruption as well. Right. And if you're going to be there for the exchange program, maybe going to Australia, then that uh, there could be the drought, there could be a flooding, there could be a wildfire, depending on the season as well. So that looking at the period that you're going to stay and then understand what could be possible is definitely critical. And where maybe we can see the information, definitely reaching out to your university or then maybe school to understand what the risks are there is um, one thing. The information sources could include an embassy website, foreign ministries website, mm-hmm. international SOS website, or like maybe the travel blogs as yeah. well, just to see how the seasons that uh, things would look like is important as well. Yeah, especially, I guess, even, you know, student blogs or from their seniors who've actually been to the same location, same school, same neighbourhood, that could help him also prepare uh, for what to expect during that season, right? Yeah, definitely. And then maybe they have a good insight into ways could be affected by the, you know, different weather patterns. I think that uh, research is useful. And on the side of packing, you know, Mm. how would you, I guess, advise them to, to pack? So we talked about season, so definitely clothing, matching the weather patterns or the season is important. But also, depending on if you're going for the shorter trips so or the longer trips, looking at the level of supplies that mm-hmm. you need for that trip is important. You know, for example, you're on the medication, like you have the essential supplies. And maybe looking to speak to your school to see 
if that supply is available in a destination. If not, then that、um, you need to be taking as long to last or that even extra as well. Yeah, and I think like Gaia mentioned earlier, right? Sometimes access to medical facilities or pharmacies may not be possible during a, an extreme weather event. So, to your point, having all these additional supplies and medication, etc., would be crucial. Yeah, definitely. So, in an event that something does happen and a student finds himself or herself stuck in an incident, how should they respond? And maybe are there any examples of where we've helped out or we provided support for such natural disasters? They should get alerts and they should be well aware as to what's going on, especially in, in the country that they're traveling to. Information is power, and they should be equipped with it. Now,、uh, when they're traveling, they should you know check in with family or the school HQ, whoever the point of Contact is、uh, in Singapore or the country of origin, all right. And when something happens, they need to know who to reach out to. It could be local emergency services, or it could be partners like international SOS. I was thinking that、uh, you know because when you're traveling, you might have a language barrier, right? So、uh-huh. I think it's really important that the students understand who could support them. So to the guy's point that you know having the information provider such as international SOS or maybe to Have the emergency contact of the embassies are、uh, definitely critical to be able to access for the information, but then access for help as well. In the other natural hazard situations as well, that、um, we've supported the students to evacuate or the internally relocate from the impacted locations as well. So I think it's important to know that、uh, that's actually an option、mm-hmm. for the students. Yeah, and I guess the guy's point is knowing. Who it is that you can reach out to for help? Yeah, just to add on, with any stressful situation, there would be an emotional impact. Yeah, and that's where we come in to support and provide that emotional support to the students as well. Definitely, one thing that I wanted to add is that you know we talked about accommodation, and、mm-hmm. then maybe that、uh, you know typhoons approaching, and then your accommodation is really nearby the river or the seaside as well. You shouldn't be waiting, judging that your accommodation is not safe. Then you can actually move to the hotel or that any of the safer locations that are more appropriate to withstand、um, the such a natural hazard as well. One more thing that I wanted to highlight is the preparedness at your accommodation as well. One thing that、um, we definitely recommend students to have is the grab bag or emergency bag that contains the minimum supplies such as water,、mm-hmm. uh, maybe dry food. And also the copy of the important documentation、right. as well, and a little bit of money, so that、uh, you'll be able to survive in the evacuated locations, or that、um, you'll be able to reach out to the、uh, emergency contact. If you deem that、uh, your accommodation is、uh, safe, then that's good idea to have the maybe the、um, supplies to be able to withstand maybe 72 hours to like maybe five days as well, depending on where you live. So that、uh, you'll be able to have the food,、uh, water, and also the essential items as well. So definitely, that's、um, something that we should be looking at. Right. So I think that's been really insightful and lots and lots of advice. Gaya, could you maybe help us, you know, wrap up? What are the key takeaways for someone who's listening into this episode? Absolutely. So you know, always, always understand the risk. Uh, prepare and have a proper mitigation plan, such as downloading the app, knowing where to get information, and most importantly, knowing what resources are available.、Uh, alluding to what Noriko said, you know, if you know there is a typhoon, do not book a hotel near a river,、mm. right?、Uh, student with access to international SOS. 
uh, please reach out to us and speak to one of our experts, either the health or the security experts. Thank you so much, ladies, for joining us and for sharing all of your information and insights. Join us in the next episode where we explore the topic of being caught up in the crowd during large events, whether planned or not.